My local coffee shop is my Penn State World Campus classroom, giving me the full Penn State experience online. It's home to thousands of students working together with faculty to advance our careers, change our careers, or finally earn our degree. My classroom is just like every Penn State classroom because it is getting me to where I want to be. Click on the ad or visit worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Thanks for listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. My name is Stephen Jodorand. And I'm Jake Watroba. And on today's episode, sports are canceled. What the hell are we going to do? Plus, how screwed is MLS? Listeners, if you haven't done so already, please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at UncSamSoccerPod. Please send in your feedback and thoughts. We always love to uh, hear from you guys. Now, let's get to today's show. Hello, hello, Jake. How are we doing? How is social distancing working out for you? Uh, well, I've loaded up on a lot of booze. I, 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 how's the how's the toilet paper game going? I think that's more valuable in today's society than booze, believe it or not. I was able to track down some toilet paper Thursday afternoon before uh, everything went crazy. Everyone went into uh, into panic mode. I have not been able to find any more toilet paper since then. But uh, yeah, we are conserving toilet paper in the uh, Watroba household. I'm using a few less squares of toilet paper. Than I normally would when uh, when applying, if you will. So, uh, how about yeah. you? How's how's that going for you? I am locked and loaded. I've got uh, I'm I'm in I'm the king of the castle, as Bullrat would say, king of the castle. I got look enough. at me. I got a chair. I got a chair. <laughs> Seriously, I can, probably could make a chair with how much toilet paper I got. And no, I did not go out buying. I just so happened to have some stocked up. Okay, for before we get all those comments and and uh tweets because people calm down please just buy what's needed you don't need to go berserks that's that's what's nuts jake is you see these people getting into like fist fights over some stupid toilet paper 
Uh, I saw a video today of uh, basically Costco unloading the pallet of toilet paper and just the it, – it, it looked like Black Friday the, with the amount of people just rushing to the, the toilet paper. I saw people shoving uh, uh, others out of the way to get there and it uh, – it's it's nuts. It's crazy. It's what, just for toilet paper. Why why don't people and listeners please enlighten me? Why don't people kind of load up on toilet paper? Like what, what's it's expensive? The, I, well, it's expensive. it is expensive. I get it, but it doesn't hurt to you know be locked and loaded. In my case, <laughs> you never know when taco night go might go downhill and you might need some extra toilet paper. Why? I guess is what you're saying, right? So well, yeah. This and is this plus, why this is why you're prepared. Plus, you, you like I said, you are now. In essence, I could go around selling rolls of toilet paper and making a nice profit. It's like the hand sanitizer. Here, I'll sell well, you this for sixty bucks. Can't do that now on eBay or Amazon. Oh, really? Unrelated note: uh, saw a guy. I don't know if it was on the New York Times or Wall Street Journal. I can't remember what publication it was. He s- foresaw this thing happening with. Uh, people panicking and buying all these hand sanitizers and disinfecting wipes. And him and his brother went out and bought, I think the number was 17,700 bottles of hand sanitizer, thinking he was going to flip it on Amazon and eBay for a profit. And then Amazon and eBay came down and said, you can't price gouge on these things. So now this guy just has (laughs) 17,000 bottles of hand sanitizer just sitting in his garage, and he doesn't know what he's going to do with it. Could you imagine – Buying that amount of uh, of product and be like, I'm going to flip this, and then the market is you you're just not allowed to sell that in the market. Like, what do you do yeah, with that? That's just terrible. That's terrible. Like I said, just go out there, get what's needed. Don't go berserks, but you know, keep yourself comfortable. Make sure you have some reserves, and and things will get back on track. That that's the entire point. It's all about you know making that curve less curvy. I guess flatten the curve. Flatten the curve. That's what we're going with. Hashtag find the curve. And by the way, I, this is my one public service announcement. If you see somebody who's in need, help them. If you see somebody who's not feeling well, try to get stay them. Stay away. In, well, stay away, but also try to help them. Like, seriously, this is the only way we're going to make it through this, especially without sports, because that seems to preoccupy a lot of our minds, is to help one another. Be a community. Be a neighbor. Be friendly, be courteous, wash your hands, and sneeze into your arm. And if you're sick, for the love of God, please stay home. Yeah, I concur. I concur. Uh, (laughs) I had a little bit of a panic this weekend when I had a coworker come in who said he didn't feel good and then proceeded to go and get a (laughs) coronavirus test. This guy literally sits in the cubicle next to me. Nice. So Tuesday was – or Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever day it was – Things started to get a little real for me when uh, you see a coworker leave the office to go get a coronavirus test. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. So if you don't feel good, don't just don't come in. Just don't go in. Uh, I, I think your uh, boss, your employer, will completely understand <laughs> that. Hey, I don't feel too good. Oh yeah, you know, uh, coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, don't come in. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, like I said, seriously, help each other out, especially those who are getting screwed over because of work or who are on hourly pay. Now that they can't either things are shut down, like in France, cafes, movie theaters are shut down. So those people who uh, can't work are are getting screwed one way or the other. Obviously, we see a lot of um, players, owners who are going to 
contribute one way or the other again to hourly workers at stadiums who would, won't be working or who would be working during the games. But now that everything is canceled or suspended or postponed, they're not going to have some sort of income. So seriously, help each other out. Now let's get to the more unimportant things, Jake. Sports are canceled. This is seriously a very strange phenomenon because we've had instances in America where sports have taken uh, seriously that have been canceled after 9-11. Right, right? and that was only for about a week. Yeah, more or less uh, a week to 10 days. We're we're talking about an entire month. Plus, maybe even more. Yeah, even more, which is just – it fascinates me because, hey, what the hell is ESPN going to do come (laughs) Monday? Like, you could survive a couple days without sports. There's a lot of intrigue. There's kind of thoughts on, like, how is this going to affect this team, that team, health of players, a little preseason. But this is four weeks. This is four weeks, four-plus weeks. This is 31 days in in some instances. And and some of the players, some of the teams can't practice with with each other. So everyone's quarantined at home. So you're trusting that your players are doing the right thing and not playing video games and smoking dope for the next month. I mean, that might be the best thing. I mean, you wouldn't want them going out and getting COVID-19. I guess if the if 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 I, if I own a team where I'm in the front office and it's either my player is smoking marijuana and playing video games or at a bar getting COVID-19, I guess I would take the marijuana and video games. Yeah, for sure. But. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> well, Donovan Mitchell apparently has the virus and is pretty much fine, right? Yeah, I saw a video of him on Twitter uh, earlier today. We're recording this Saturday night. Uh, sounded fine. Didn't sound. He didn't even sound sick. Sounded like Donovan Mitchell. Looked like he was in good spirits. He did mention that he was in isolation. I don't know how long you have to be in isolation. I'm, I don't know if that's two weeks or 30 days or what that means, but seemed fine. I think Rudy Gobert, I mean, Rudy Gobert was going to play the night he tested positive for coronavirus. If he had not tested positive, he was going to play that game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So it sounds like the two players on the Utah Jazz, Gobert and Mitchell, completely fine. Rudy Gobert is under a lot of fire for his press conference where he ensues to touch every microphone in front of him. And at the time, people laughed at it, and then he you find out that he has coronavirus, and then you realize who the real jackass is in this scenario, uh, in this instance. Um, that, that said, he has apologized, and he's donated money. I think half, half a million dollars. Half a million dollars. And you know what? That... that that is what you have to do. Look, you say you're you're sorry, you move on, you try to fix the situation, and and you hope it's a learning moment. And I, you know, at the mo- at the time, I was like, oh, Gobert, you're such a moron. But now, look, now that he's apologized and has donated money, you sit there and go, okay, fine, you you, you acted as he should have, and now we're gonna move on. It's everyone's had those moments. It's not the end of the world in this scenario, thankfully. But Jake. You're talking about MLS, gone. NHL, gone. The NBA, gone. All NCAA spring tournaments, gone. Everything else, anything college-related, gone. Obviously, MLS, gone. Soccer in Europe, gone. Apart from the Turkish Super League and Liga MX here in in Mexico. The Formula One, you you have cricket, darts, cycling, anything sports-related, it has been moved one way or the other. There's very few sporting events going on. 
And we could spend hours talking about how this affects each league. But listeners, question of the day. Which league is least hurt from this hiatus? And Jake, I'll go I'll go to you. Uh to me the which league is least hurt? I mean that's pretty obvious. It's the NBA, it's MLB. Uh, I don't know if the NCAA I mean, it, it counts as a league. Um obviously European soccer leagues they'll be okay. You think the that, NCAA is le- is not that hurt by this when they make so much money off of March Madness? They had the big was it the Big 10 was playing what well, Friday? They don't play they don't pay their players. So yeah, I don't think I don't think they're going to yeah, be hurt that They make so much money off the TV uh, contract with March Madness. It's insane how much they, I think majority of their income comes from this one single month of play. They'll be fine. But they're, I mean, they think about the money they made off the college football playoff a couple months ago. I mean, I get it. They'll be fine, but they're going to feel it. I mean, the question really is whether or not they're going to be able to rebound. And the NCAA will absolutely be able to rebound. I mean, come next year, March, it, it, granted, if we're still all here and, and there is no virus outbreak. Well, there is a virus outbreak, but I think we will be here. Well, next year. Come, come next year. At this time, we'll all be watching March Madness if everything goes according to plan. And we'll look back like, oh, remember what happened last year? Blah, 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 blah. But maybe, maybe I agree with you. Maybe maybe I see the NCAA surviving this more and be least or lesser or less affected than some of the other leagues. And you can spot, I think there's a good argument to be made that the NCAA is probably the second or third most profitable, I guess, league, if you will, in this country after the NFL and NBA. Organization, league, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, whatever. Scumbags. I think the two leagues that are going to be hurt the most are the NHL and MLS. And, I mean, and the NHL on a lesser extent. I mean, they do have a better TV deal than the uh, MLS does. I can't believe I just said the MLS. They do have a better deal than MLS does. Uh, but the NHL, like MLS, also relies heavily on ticket sales as well and when you potentially have you know what could be a truncated regular season where it's you have five games and the, the playoffs start or we're just not going to finish the season like they did uh in the 19 i believe it was the 1919 season where there was no stanley cup uh awarded it was between the montreal canadians and are the you Seattle. going back a hundred years ago yeah the spanish flu was the last time this due to the the 1919 Stanley Cup final was the last time a Stanley Cup was not awarded to a team, and that was because of the Spanish flu. And that was between Seattle and Montreal. It's etched into the Stanley Cup, 1919 season, Montreal, Canadians, Seattle. I don't know what Seattle's name was. I think it was the Metropolitans or something like that. And it just says no winner or something to that effect underneath it, etched in it. So you potentially could be looking at history here. Again, almost nearly, you know, just over 100 years later, we might not have an Stanley Cup winner, and that might be etched into the cup. And obviously MLS, which relies even more on ticket sales because the TV deal isn't as lucrative as the NHLs or the NBAs or NCAAs or, or MLBs, they are also going to be hit hard from this. But uh, you know, from what I've read, it sounds like the owners, you know, unless this season's completely just canceled, it sounds like the owners can they can take they can take a eight figure hit on this and be okay. Look, this is what I'm interested in is how is MLS going to be affected when the other leagues events are still going on? Because I still think the NCAA is trying to put some sort of March Madness together, whether it be May or June. 
I, 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 I'm, I'm assuming they're going to put something together. Why? Because it's going to attract the eyeballs. Okay, so that's that's that. The NHL, I think they're the first league to come back because the first league to come back is going to attract a million eyeballs because everybody's so excited sports are back. So Hockey tough. Hockey's going to be tough. Maybe maybe you play behind closed doors just to get it under, under track, but you know people are going to be drawn in. So this is one of the things that every league is going to be looking at each other, and the question is who's going to have the cojones to call the thing off early and take that risk because it will be a risk because if it backfires on, on the league, oh, no, you're in big trouble. So I, I do think the NHL has has an upside if they come back early, but they also take a big hit, as you mentioned. The MLB will be fine. Their season, they can push back. In fact, this could actually help MLB because a shortened season is better. The league the season is so long. It's too long. And they're dying. The sport is dying. Baseball is dying. They could benefit from a shortened league. NBA will be fine. They, they, they will absolutely survive. They have superstars. It is a dominating league. People will tune in. And if they go past the June, mid-June deadline, the, the Game 7 of the NBA Finals that they have on, on the calendar, it's perfectly fine. And we know that some of the ownerships are curious to... Get away from the NFL calendar because the beginning of the season is somewhat um, meaningless and people really don't care for. So why not extend into August when you're only competing against MLB? And as far as we are concerned, MLB is dying. So the the math kind of makes sense. But Jake, there's so much events going on and who knows what each league is going to do with the playoffs, how they're going to reformat. Maybe they say, you know what, screw it. We're just going to allow every team into the playoffs. And you're just going to have, you know, madness, March Madness edition of NBA or NHL. That'd be cool. Why not? How is MLS going to survive with the American sports coming back? And then the European sports also coming back. Obviously, is MLS really competing with Syria and all these leagues? Maybe, maybe not. Different times of day, TV contract. But how is MLS going to sell tickets? When you're sitting there going, like, what if the NBA goes until August? What if MLB is suddenly hot because it's a shortened season? Teams are going back and forth. What about the NHL? What if they go on into to the middle of summer? Or March Madness takes place in May, for, for, for example. There's going to be so many options. Where is MLS going to fall? Clearly last. Well, Maybe. I mean, but I think even in today, pre-pandemic, MLS was still last. I mean, I think there was the – there's a two-month window in the year where MLS isn't uh, isn't competing against three or four different leagues at a given time, and that's July and August when it's just them and Major League Baseball. Um, so, I mean, if MLS does come back in April, mid-April or May, I'm assuming every other league would too. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. They're probably competing against the NBA and NHL through July and baseball. And let's not forget the NFL still going on like in August preseason. You still have NFL preseason. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, Americans butter themselves down for the NFL. The American that is going to watch preseason football isn't watching MLS regardless. (laughs) So like if you're, if you're that guy, but but sure. But it's also, well, what is ESPN going to do? What is Fox going to do? I mean, you're right. 
I don't know. It's uh, I mean, and it's, and it's, bad it's yeah, I get questions. it. I get it, Jake. You're gonna have games overlap in the NFL. We've we've come to that. But what's gonna happen when you have the NBA playing a game? What what if NBA goes into August hypothetically, mid August, right? For some yeah, reason, I don't think they'll allow it to go that far. But yeah, okay. Well, say coronavirus goes for another six weeks. Say it doesn't get better, and they're like, we have to suspend play for another two weeks, two three weeks. So now mm. we're going. I think I think if that happens, you're, you're just looking at se- seasons that are completely canceled. Okay. In the NBA and NHL, maybe, but maybe. Just, but let's just say for a high, for a sake of argument, say August third is Game Seven of the NBA Finals, and Game Seven of the Stanley Cup is mid July for whatever reason. Just for for the sake of argument here, just grant me that. <laughs> okay, you are granted that argument. Okay. Thank you. That premise, actually, if we're going to get philosophical. <laughs> if if MLS is competing, then they're, they're nuts and bolts. They are screwed. There's there's no way. Th- this league isn't making much money off the TV deals. Now, I'm going to read something from The Athletic. Just want to make a note. The day after this article, in which I'm going to read from The Athletic, most North American soccer leagues suspended their games. But, Jake, quote, canceling games... Or playing them in front of empty stadiums would obviously be a negative for the league, its teams, and its fans. But it is also, on a broad level, probably most meaningful for MLS than it is for any other major U.S. sports league. The English Premier League, Serie A, or the NCAA, which we just talked about. One source with knowledge said playing games in front of an empty stadium would be the league's last resort. And I think, yeah, I think you're better off canceling games than playing in front of empty stadiums. Because it's, it's a fascinating thing for 15 minutes, but watching some Serie A games without fans, it sucks. I tried watching UFC earlier today because they actually had a, a fight earlier this afternoon in an empty stadium or empty arena. And it's the weirdest thing. And I, and I did watch a little bit of Syria. I think it was AC Milan versus Genoa. Uh, but yeah, it's it's so weird. It 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 doesn't. I mean, even it just feels like cha- pra- it feels like a scrimmage or a yep, practice. Yep, yep. Champion Champions League PSG versus Dortmund. It was strange. Strange. Now let's continue. That's because unlike those leagues and organizations, MLS doesn't have a fat broadcast contract to fall back on. MLS's current media rights deal pays $90 million a year from U.S. networks. In comparison, the NHL brings in $200 million per year in its American rights deal, while the NBA makes exponentially more with rights, with rights worth $2.4 billion annually. Due in part to this disparity, multiple sources at the league's teams derive a disproportionate amount of its revenues from games themselves, its largest revenue stream. And if matches are canceled or played behind closed doors, the money brought in from ticket sales, parking concessions, and merchandise would disappear on a continual basis. Sponsorship agreements that feature match day activations would also likely have to be amended. One source said that their club, through the course of Contingency planning projected a potential 20% decrease in 2020 revenue due to the outbreak. The source characterized as that as a relatively conservative projection. It didn't count 
for more than a few match cancellations. It, it just seems like MLS has to be panicking in this situation. I'm not, yeah, but like in this article though too, they also mentioned about how the the owners are okay with taking an eight million dollar loss, or not eight million dollar loss, an eight figure loss. Like that's 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 okay. Like they're willing to accept that. That some of well, the, a lot of these don't owners have, have a choice. You pockets. have to accept that. What a really lot of these owners have deep enough pockets where it's not going to matter well, for that, them. Like, like Kraft, gonna... Hunt, Arthur uh, Blank. I mean, Kronk, he's got tons of money. I know he's a cheap a-hole, but he's got tons of money. Oh, the list goes on and on. Sure, absolutely. What really sucks are are the the match day workers who are screwed over in this situation. Will MLS, will they pay their, their employees who depend on those games for a source of revenue to support their family? What, what's going to happen? It is a fascinating time. Listeners, question of the day. Which league is least affected by the coronavirus? We want to hear it. And uh, where's MLS on that list? Or U.S. soccer in general? And, uh, Jake, before we get going, I want to ask you, do you have some top tips for our listeners on things to do without sports? Well, Stephen, you are asking the guy who literally just only watches sports <laughs> in his free time. I mean, that's the, uh, the day three of this has been is uh, it's a struggle. We're all, we're all, we're all on the struggle bus together, but we'll we'll get through it. Uh, things you could do, you could binge watch shows on Netflix. I, don't ask me what to watch. I don't do that. Uh, but you could do that. I could possibly do that. We'll see. We're on day three yet. We still have maybe another oh, month or making, so to go. They're making a TV show about English soccer and the start of it or something like that. Hopefully, maybe that will be available tomorrow. I don't, I, I don't know. I hope it's available when uh, at the height of all this. Hey, you could watch that's... Frozen too. Disney said we're gonna they're going to post it on Disney Plus at an earlier date than uh, originally attended. Thanks, Disney. That's what I've been waiting for was Frozen 2. But don't post the Mighty Ducks any sooner than you have to, okay? I'll have to wait until next January for that to go up. But, yeah, thanks for Frozen 2. Uh, other things you could do if you have ESPN+, Plus, you could binge watch the entire 30 for 30 library if you want if you want sports in your life. You could do that. That's sports, right? Which um, one's your favorite? You have a favorite 30 for 30? Mine is four days in October. That's a good one. Um, I actually don't like the Red Sox, but that is a very good one. Um, I do like um, oh, what the hell is it called? Is it of miracles and men? Is that the one that's the tells the Russian side of the miracle on ice? That's a good one. Uh, Ric Flair, Nature Boy. That's a great one. I'm not sure if it's called Nature Boy or not. I have to look that one up. But um, that's those. Those are a couple of my favorite. There are some other favorite. Do you, do you have you ever watched the uh, Best of Enemies one with the Lakers and Celtics? It's like the three or four part series. Oh, that one's good. There's also uh, 30 for 30 with um, uh, the Serb and the Croatian player. I haven't seen NBA. that. That one is phenomenal. I'm forgetting the name. He, he, he used to play for the Sacramento Kings. And he's he was with Game 7 against the Lakers. What was his name? The other good one, and I think I, I'm gonna. I hope I'm getting the name right. Is the one on the 1999 U.S. Women's World Cup run? I believe it's called the 99ers. That's a very good one if you want some soccer in your life. You could watch that one. Um, other things I would suggest you could do. This one's a little out there for some of you. 
and for me included, you could read a book or books. Oh, wait, 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 wait. It's uh, ESPN 30 for 30 Once Brothers, Pekovic and uh, Vlad Divac. I haven't seen I haven't seen This is why I could binge watch it. I haven't seen it. So there you go. These are new to me. Uh, yeah, read books. Do you like to read, Stephen? Yes. I'm this actually trying to you. read 32 books in 30 – no, 52 books in 52 weeks. So a book a week. A book a week, yeah. book a week. You could do that. You could be in the Stephen train do a book, book a week. This one, this one uh, you could do a little tongue-in-cheek here. You could try to become TikTok famous with all the extra time yeah. you have on your hands. You could be making TikToks, make the content. Everyone's going to be watching because no one can watch sports or anything really or go outside. You know, So you could uh, do TikTok. Uh, last but not least, this is what I'm going to be mostly doing though, uh, playing video games, mostly playing or watching. The ironic part about this is I have no sports video games, so I, <laughs> I, so 2K, I don't know what FIFA, I'm going to do. Madden. I actually had the most recent – I bought the most recent FIFA and Madden uh, on Black Friday, never opened them out of the plastic casing, and returned it to them both to Walmart end of January and got my money back. <laughs> so well, there you go. I'm kicking myself for that, actually. I have uh, one little surprise for you, Jake. And uh, listeners, this is uh, – cover your kids' ears if you're listening to this. Um, betting. What's going on with betting, right? How about betting on the weather? This is something I came across from Bleacher Report. What are you doing? Not now, Mom. What are you doing? You're watching the weather. I have big money on tonight. You have big money? You're betting on the weather because you can't bet on sports? I don't believe it. I've never seen anything like this in my life. What the hell is wrong with you? It's plus 500 to rain! I don't know if that was real or not, but that was hilarious when I first saw it. What? You ought to show me the actual video of that because I – that's the <laughs> first time I'm hearing that. 500 terrain tonight. Oh, it's great. Anyway, listeners, let us know what's going on in your lives if you're working from home. Check in with us at UncCM Soccer Pod. Let us know. Question of the day, which league is least affected from the cancellation of – matches or suspension of matches whichever terminology you want to use cancellation sounds more dramatic and uh, lastly at Jake Wachoba at Steven Jodder and we'll be back with more until next time My local coffee shop is my Penn State World Campus classroom, giving me the full Penn State experience online. My Penn State classroom is getting me to where I want to be. Click on the ad or visit worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With a PenFed Power Cash Rewards card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit penfed.org powercash to apply. 
To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.